Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. How's it going? Good. I went hiking twice. Get what? the fuck out of here. What now? Wow. Yeah. Uh, Vans is coming out with a Vans North Face collaboration I saw, shoe. I saw. I don't know how I feel about it. Let me tell you how I feel about <laughs> it. Great. I don't know. What, have you seen them in person? No, I've seen the pictures. They're really cool. They're cool looking. You know what I saw the other day that was one of the better collaborations I've seen in a long time? Supreme did a, a Jordan, Jordan 5. Yeah. What I don't like is the, the SUP. See, the I think that looks real good. Uh, I mean, if you like a if you like Supreme. Sure, yeah. But also, if you, you're you going to have to deal with a lot of people that aren't familiar with Supreme. They're going to think you got sup on your shoe. Yeah. And they're going to be like, uh, I don't know. I uh, like them though. I thought they were good. The color scheme and everything looks great. It's yeah. a good looking shoe. Supreme is good at, at doing a collaboration that isn't overwhelming where they just make the shoe a little bit better. Yeah. They're really their Vans collaborations are great. Yeah, I've seen a couple and of them. And they're those not expen they're not that much more expensive than regular vans. That's what I like about the it. The North Face Vans ones are are pretty awesome. Because they're fucking waterproof. Yeah. Up to like your ankle. Um and they're like on the sides. They have like the the down, not the down material, but the the material off like a a jacket. Yeah, but it's like yeah. thick and durable, you know. And then they're brown and green, so they look like a hiking boot. They right. Have a black and blue. And the bottom, the the tread is like it it grips to cold surfaces. Huh. It's fucking crazy. It's like a it's all it's like a boot. How much are they? They're like one nineteen. Okay. Yeah, they're they're and they're like warm. Like you got to wear them when it's actually cold. Yeah, that's why I couldn't. Like I I looked at them. And I was like, those are interesting, but like I, it'll never be cold enough for me to wear them. Yeah, it'd be like at night or like if you went hiking on like a cold day, or yeah. when it's raining. Like yeah, they're I guess. they're waterproof pretty much. Yeah. What, what I was thinking is good is like when you travel to a cold city, that's just your shoe for whatever four or five days instead of like wearing tennis shoes and like packing a pair of boots which will take up all the space packing boots does suck yeah it takes up all this like additional because i don't like to wear red wings on a plane yeah i have the same issue so i'm like put those in there then your wear feet vans. swell and then you're in these heavy shoes and then when you take them on and off during security yeah the security part sucks yeah. like you really want to have like slip on vans when you're going through security yeah so those it's like you just wear those the whole trip yeah and you lace them on and off like a pair of regular shoes, and then you could wear them in the fucking snow in Chicago if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. I'll buy them. Fine. <laughs> Fine. I bought them. Fine. Um, I'm ordering them online. They're, they're pretty great. But yeah, I went You know what else is great? Are these fucking overalls I have on. <laughs> they're so comfortable, dude. I'm not going to get them. You're not? not getting overalls. No. Just not going to do it. You I, bet. Can, I can just tell I'm not going to. You were halfway in. No, I don't... Th I've all yeah was I yeah maybe I was I don't remember but I can tell I'm just not gonna do it. Well, how, what's what's the? I just know how. I know the manner in which I actually execute things. I think I want to do, mm -hmm. and how long it takes, <laughs> and like, I can tell I'm never going to do it. I can just tell I'm not going to. So what's the manner in which you would execute? It takes so. forever, and then like. I sort of do it. I sometimes will like go to a store where that it has the thing I want. Yeah. I'll like not buy it. Right. But I'll look at it and I'll be like, okay, that's what those are like in What's real life. What's an example life. of something like that? 
I do it with phones. shoes a lot, like ex- like expensive shoes. Uh-huh. Or I do it with. I had I went to the store like three times to before I actually bought um, uh, 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 shoes to hike in. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like I go, I look, because there's I don't like ordering, especially when it comes to clothing. I only sort depend. I, the only thing I'll order online is like a t-shirt or something. Because if I can't try it on, if I get the wrong size, I'm not the best at sending it back. Yeah. So it's a re- it could be a real waste of money. So. Usually I go to a store like once or twice, not buy it, and, and then, then forget I forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For a long time, and then I remember again, and then I almost buy it again, and then I don't buy it. But you're worried with things like overalls or anything. I don't like, wear them enough. But you, justify the cost. But you were also saying that you had like you're like I don't know if I can step into that sort of like yeah semi extreme form of. Expression. Well, I think like okay, where would I wear them? The answer is everywhere. I don't. See, the <laughs> thing is, I wouldn't wear them everywhere, and so yeah. then it becomes like, well, do you? If you're not gonna, if it's not something you can wear like almost all the time, what's the point? Yeah. I don't have like special occasion clothing, <laughs> like besides owning like a suit or something. Mm-hmm. I don't have like oh let me um I pretty much dress the same almost all the time. Yeah. So if it's not something I would wear all the time, I wouldn't get it. Yeah, I don't see myself wearing these all the time but it's like easily on a day where I might not have anything like to do where like overalls would be like what the hell are you wearing those right now you could they're so loungy right <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> um you just wear them on a day off of like every you're like I have nothing to do today like running errands yeah yeah or just like sitting at home I wore them last night at the fucking comedy store cause it, you every time I get anything that's a little like this might be weird Day one of wearing it, I have to wear it at the comedy store so it can get all the yeah, insults and all that stuff out of the way. And then I ended up doing two sets. So I was like, I got to go on stage. in the." And I knew I was going to go on at least once because I had a spot in the in the OR. And then this guy running the main room show was like, you want to do a quick seven like before the OR? And I was like, okay, yeah. And it was like, it felt a little, I was like, this is going to, I'm going to get a couple of, lo- I'm going to. Well, it, it, it's not, the thing is, it's not like it's something, but it's also not nothing. Yeah, it's not way overboard. No, but it is a thing. It's like wearing a T-shirt that has like a saying on it on stage. Yeah, people are going to read that thing, so so their attention is, even if it's the tiniest bit, moved away from your stand-up. Right. So that's I've always wondered that stuff, like how much, and I think I over I I for sure overblow how much people get distracted by that kind of stuff, but yeah. it's not like nothing. I wore. That sweatshirt I have with the giant ice cream sandwich on it, uh-huh. and I mentioned it right away because it's like it's too noticeable of a thing to not mention. Yeah. I guess I don't know. Yeah, you either have to address whatever it is you're wearing, or if you, if you had like, say you got you know you, you broke your arm, you were in a fucking accident of some kind, yeah, and you went up there and it's like you kind of have to say something real quick. When I had a black eye and that bandage on my face, I mentioned yeah. it every time. You kind of have to say too, something. It was, yeah, it was not nothing. Yeah. But then you, I, I saw, and I'm not going to name this person, but this comic was doing, they had like an interesting hairstyle mm-hmm. and talked about it almost w- to the point where you were like, you're talking about this more than they notice it. 
Yeah. And then it became weird and like uh, like uh, like just not interesting. I think it's mostly in people's heads, you know. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I'm wearing this weird thing, or like, you know, I look this way, or I sound this way. I have to address it or whatever. And then, yeah. Um, but you just say something real quick and then just move on. And then, like I mentioned it for like ten seconds when I went on. And then I just got right into material and everything was fine. Yeah. Like there was me when I walked out, there was like, wh- like, you know, you see one guy like raises an eyebrow like, oh, that guy has overalls on. And then you're, you know, and then you're fine. Yeah. But that's because I've seen people wear like Delia sometimes wears weird shit. Does he? Yes. I mean, he used to a little more. There was the one day he wore like all he was he's like, I'm going to wear all white from head to toe. <laughs> yeah, and fun. he did because he'll do weird style shit like that. Or used to at least more, and then we came in one night and we just all made fun of him for like ten minutes. But then he went on and just got into his shit, and then everything yeah. was fine. No one sits there and goes like, "What the fuck?" Also, I think it ha- when you get a little bit famous, then this was way before that. Oh, okay. Way before that. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was just fucking. I want to wear all white, <laughs> or I'm gonna wear you know the weird ass shirts with you know. I love all white. All white. Cool. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm a big yeah. fan of an all white outfit. Yeah, it is pretty great. I need an all white denim jacket. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. White, I I will walk by white jeans at like the Levi store. I'm just like, okay, I gotta do this. I'm not thin enough for white jeans. Yeah. Um, do you have anything you want to promote? No plug. Um, I have um. I have a pin coming out that no one can buy. <laughs> you're not gonna sell it. No, I don't have any way to sell it. I'll just have it. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm getting one done too. I'm, I think I'm going to order it today or tomorrow. Okay. I'm going to finally do it. So I'm making a pin. Um, I'll post the design uh, maybe the next day or two or something. And then probably on like Instagram or whatever. Um, it'll be a cool looking thing. It has to do with me and coffee. My other, my, my one favorite thing other than comedy. Uh, and I'm going to sell it online. And at some shows, I think, for like five or six bucks. And that'll include like shipping. I don't want to like tack on any extra. Um, let me know somehow online if, if, if you're interested in buying one. I'd like to get a little, little bit of a gauge as to who would be into that. Um, and they're cool, like one inch pins, little like enamel pins. And I think it would be like a fun little merch thing to do. Um, and then I am headlining the san francisco punchline december 16th through 19th and i'm recording an album oh wow yeah huh yeah okay it's been a while <laughs> has it year and a half okay yeah yeah doesn't seem like that long. it didn't seem like it because the six months oh right yeah or whatever four or five months after your album comes out you've mentioned it all the time yeah and then i just gave it away for free so it feels like, was it? But yeah, June 20th and 21st of last year Okay, is when I recorded it. Right. Came out in August. Vinyl came out in January. So it's just been this like yeah. staggered. But um, but yeah, that's one of my favorite fucking clubs in America. First club that ever gave me road work. Oh, wow. That was ever like, hey, you're funny. I like you. I'm going to book you here once a year. That's cool. And they have this Sunday showcases I used to always do. Yeah. Like we just like asked to go up and, you know, um, provided it wasn't like an insane weekend with a million people in town. She's all, she was always great about putting me on those. And are you going to record all three nights? Well, I'm doing Wednesday through Saturday, oh, but okay. I'm going to, I'm going to record Friday and Saturday, oh, okay. which is four shows. Right. Yeah. Which should be plenty. Um, 
but yeah if you guys tickets are on sale um now they went up like a day or two ago so go to nickyusef.com there's under gigs there's a link there uh i posted it on my twitter and it's pinned on the top so that's like the 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 first tweet you see if you go to my my profile um there's a link there i posted it on facebook i'm gonna post it on instagram Uh, it'll be up there by the time you're listening to this um and there'll be a link on on my instagram so i'm trying to make it as easy as possible (laughs) i didn't see it there's gonna be a link anywhere where you go you know any social media uh so please buy tickets if you want to be there the night of the recording that'll be friday saturday those will be two shows each night um I would love it if you came out. It would be super awesome. Uh, it's one of my favorite cities to go to, period, and to do comedy in, and that's one of my favorite comedy clubs. So I'm super pumped to be doing that. Um, and I got two months to finish, to finalize. Um, I feel good about it, though. Um, what else? You're going to be working on our new shirt, our new podcast shirt. Hmm, your reaction right there didn't seem too <laughs> too excited, too enthused. I I mean, <laughs> it's, these aren't easy. These aren't easy things. Um, how difficult do you think it's going to be? It's not the. It's not. I mean, drawing it is difficult or whatever enough, but it's not like a new kind of difficulty. It's just deciding what to do. That's mm-hmm. not the the hard because th- that the when it can be anything. That's the problem. Yeah. So that's what we're that's what that's the struggle that exists that's happening right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um yeah. This episode is your idea. Yeah. Some um, childhood celebrity crushes. Yeah. That's always fun. I think I think like uh TV is like where you learn what a, how to have a crush, like what a crush is, what yeah. kind of people you find attractive, you know? So I think cuz you're also like this is who's out there outside of who I'm in school with. Yeah. 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 It's a very interesting. Like you kind of, you know, it's like unfair to have the people at your school be the only things that determine what kind of maybe humans you w- want to like or type of people you may like. Yeah. Want to, um, you know, be romantic with or whatever. So, I and think this was pre internet for us. You guys, yeah. you have to remember that you can't right now. Some of you are like, just Google search like brunette, <laughs> big yeah. tits, and, like figure it out. Yeah. We couldn't, yeah, so I think TV initially played like a it plays up an important role in like figuring out like I want a person like that. Right. Um the first one that I remember being like who that girl is so cute is Alyssa Milano. Oh yeah. <laughs> when when she was on who, from here. Who's yeah. the Boss. Yeah. Now granted she was very young, but so was I. Uh-huh. I was 11. <laughs> I was. I remember being eleven, and then I watched that show. What really solidified it was, at the time, I lived in North Hollywood, and uh, my friend Edward Barrios and his sister went to this high. Or they went, or they knew people that went to that high school, Notre Dame. Yeah. And Notre Dame every year had a carnival, that was like good. Really? Yeah. They had like the uh, you know it was like they had a big carnival. And so I went to the Notre Dame Carnival, and Alyssa Milano was there. Whoa, what'd you do? I said hi to her. What'd she say? I think she said nothing. Wow. I don't really remember. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, seeing her in real life was enough to be like, oh, yeah, you're you're my celebrity crush for, for ever. Yeah. So then 
I bought like a bot magazine with her picture in it. Uh-huh. And because uh, I think at that time she was in like those magazines all the time. And then I started buying like a lot of them. And what I would do was I would take out the pictures of Alyssa Milano and then I would sell the remaining pictures to the girls in my class of like the teen boys that they were into. You know, it was like Kirk Cameron yeah. or like Will Wheaton or Corey Haim or Corey Feldman or I don't remember who else. This was pre New Kids on the Block. I could have really made a killing if that was going on. Yeah. And so I would sell a picture or a poster or whatever for like a quarter to like a girl in my class. Right. Which would give me enough money to buy a new Bop magazine or like a Teen Beat or yeah. a Tiger Beat. That's <laughs> so funny. And But then I got shut down by the asshole principal told me I wasn't allowed to like sell. Yeah, you don't have a business license. You're like, fuck you. Here's the thing about my elementary school principal. She was a fucking dickhead. Yeah. She banned, uh, she told us we couldn't skateboard to school. Not like, hey, you can't skateboard in the halls. She tried to get, she tried to ban skateboards. Why? I don't know. She th- it was one of those like idiots that was like, they're satanic. Like, she was a moron. Wow. You, you know what? They're I knew she was a moron. powered by the Dark Lord. You're like, she was no, a, they're powered by my was, vans. I knew she sucked. And I remember like saying to my parents she sucked when I was a kid. And, and my dad worked in that school district and was like, ah, oh, knock it off. This is and North Hollywood? No, no, no. The, I went, this is um in, in La Crescenta. Oh, okay. What, what elementary school did you go to? Lincoln. Oh, okay. And, and uh, so I was like, this lady sucks. And But my dad was like, hey, calm down. She's the principal. And then <sighs> years later, because my dad worked at the district, he was like, oh, yeah, she's an idiot. Yeah. Like, But she tried to get – I had this friend – my brother had this friend named Ryan, and he lived uh, right across the street from the school. And his mom was super nice and would let us leave our skateboards, like, at his house. So our skateboards weren't even at school. But the principal tried to get her to not let us do that. She's like, do you want me to just get to school slower? Like, I'm not doing anything with my skateboard at school. Literally not. It's not on school property. But she just, like, hated fun. She probably hated fun. I think she was, like, you know, like, you know, she saw, like, uh, you know, whatever T-shirt that the skaters had or that was that had a skull on it. And she was like, they are on drugs. Like, dude, you're a moron. <laughs> yeah. Like, the Bones Brigade was, like, in re- actually, in retrospect, the Bones Brigade, which is what we were in, what I was into, was, like, the corporate clean cut guys yeah but try telling that to a teacher they don't yeah. know they were adults before that yeah they all they see is the skull yeah but and she, they go that's satanic she shut down my my magazine picture selling Alyssa business. milano incorporated is yeah. what she shut down which i think was you know it really killed my any 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 chance i ever had of being an entrepreneur yeah a small like, business owner yeah yeah like she, she drove you into the arts. Yeah, I what spent she did. three bucks on a bop. Yeah, and then I would get back like you know two fifty. Right, and I'm on my way to a and new. And then bop. the bureaucracy came in. Yeah, and we're like, you owe us taxes, and you have to fill out this license form. Yeah, and you were like, screw this, I'm gonna draw. You <laughs> screw this, <laughs> I'm gonna draw skulls. Yeah, I'm gonna draw Alyssa Milano. Stop me from doing that. Yeah, and uh, whoa, I got a question. Did you ever used to draw? Your celebrity crushes naked. No, 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 no. And all that fun stuff. No, because I didn't. Why? I don't think I knew how to draw oh. naked bodies at that time. You hadn't seen enough. You hadn't seen <laughs> enough. <laughs> You're like, is this what a nipple looks like? I don't remember even drawing. I, di- I didn't draw women for many, many years. Right. 
I only think I drew skulls and like, <laughs> m- you know, comic book. Mu- so muscular. Do oh, my, I would draw my friend in comic eighth grade book girls. would draw like skulls or satanic looking whatever, but then add a, wo- a hot woman's <laughs> body to it because he's cool. like, why can't we have both? I'm yeah. like, you're right. It's a good point. I think I <laughs> I didn't want to get like accused of being a perv. Right. So I was always draw. I didn't draw anything like that. I tr- I definitely tried to draw like. Alyssa Milano's portrait from like a, the magazine, but I yeah. sucked at it. I I wasn't that I wasn't good enough then to, to get like the likeness right. Mm-hmm. So the minute it didn't look right, I was just I I would rather not draw it than have it look bad. So I just didn't do it. Like right. I would go back to drawing something I was good at. You know? Um, I can't remember. I'm trying. I was trying to think like chronologically who my first like celebrity or TV crush was. Can I just say Liz Milano? Still hot. Oh, yeah, dude. She'll still and and seems like a genuinely nice person. Yeah. Like I've seen her in a few interviews. She, I just I remember interviews. She was just talking about how lucky she was to be be able to work as an actor. And I was just like, you seem like a down to earth human. But every actress says that. And every actor says that. Is she not? She had like, a, I'm just fortunate to be doing what I'm doing. She had it like worked out. She was like, when you look at the percentages, the amount of people that are good and then get to like, it's great. Like she had, I think uh, well, she was more talking about how she was famous when she was young. And then the fact that she got that. to like survive. She that. is one of the few that Neil Patrick Harris, people like that. Yeah. They went from child star to like adult working yeah. actor who's not a lunatic yeah. or a recovering drug addict or yeah. whatever you know they never had that period of, they never had an edward furlong yeah. phase where you're like oh are you gonna make it yeah are you gonna die yeah um i think one of my first crushes when i was like a kid was um punky brewster yeah Soleil Soleil Moonfry. Moonfry. she apparent and then i didn't find this out till i was like a teenager till after the i had switched crushes she had like a breast reduction yeah because she was hiding these monster tits she had a bre- i remember reading and then i got mad at her <laughs> i remember reading uh like a she did like an interview about it or something yeah yeah but i think you can't you can't really it's very hard to work as an actress with a humongous chest like that yeah yeah and i think she her, you know they she they she developed him like young yeah i remember she was on an episode of the wonder years and like it 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 started to happen and it was like what the hell's like where did that where did that come from yeah and she was you know playing like a junior high school student yeah i had like a brief i think that was the first one where i was like that girl's so pretty and we were like the same age i think really yeah I think we're, I mean, we're close enough to where it wasn't like, I wasn't like 17 and she was like an 11 year old on right, a TV yeah. show. We were like right there and I was just like, oh, she had like weird style and she was like super cute and confident. Um, and I would just watch that show just to like, I don't think I ever liked it. I just like, I liked Punky Brewster. I don't remember liking it e- either way, but yeah. I think I was just like something about this girl is like, so I definitely liked so that hot. show. That was a good show. Yeah, I, I remember that show being good. I remember she lived with her grandfather or something. Yeah. Right? The old guy. Yeah. Pretty sure it was her grand- and then it was like they lived in an apartment. And mm-hmm. then I don't remember any of she the had episodes. had her best friend named Cherry. Oh, yeah. And uh, one time I think Cherry got trapped in an old refrigerator. 
Oh outside. yeah, that that sounds vaguely. Punky familiar. Brewster was I actually was just talking about this with Adam Egan because mm-hmm. I guess he just just like last week downloaded the entire series and watched it. Jesus. <laughs> or like the first two seasons. Yeah. And it was like you know the thing about Punky Brewster was she taught us to be ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> with her mismatched shoes. And her overalls and yeah, her she was an individual. She, she wore like, mismatched Converse All Stars and had pigtails. Yeah, I like that freedom, uh, like that she had, like the character had. Where her I was just trip like, was like, "Hey, I'm weird. This is cool. I'm gonna do whatever I want, and so should you. It's fun." Yeah, you know. But then Adam said something. He goes, it, it, "She also did single handedly make sure that punk rock was dead." Just yeah, final nail. Calling it punky, the whole like <laughs> the just vague, like the vague overtures to punk style. Right. Being yourself was like, oh, this is done. Yeah, she was the first like mall punk. Yeah. Yeah, where she's like, I got all my clothes at yeah. the mall. You're like, so mm. punk died completely and then had to come back. I right. and then the second time it came back, I actually think the thing I noticed that made me re- like it made me feel bad for anyone who had a mohawk was there was a commercial for Chips Ahoy. With a like claymation cookie mm-hmm. that had a mohawk, and the the commercial jingle was um, chunky chips ahoy, oi oi oi. Yeah, like uh, well, know. yeah, that like the early nineties, I think, were like that. Punk was pretty dead then. There was yeah. no like punk. Okay, punk. There was some Orange County punk back in the about ni- about when I was like about a. S- okay, well, Nirvana. Smells Like Teen Spirit came out when I was in, I want to say, eighth grade. It was 93, 94, or 92 or 3. I think it's it's got to be 92 or 91, because I remember hearing it at a dance that, at w- Flint Ridge Prep, and I was in eighth grade. But that's like grunge rock. Like punk. But that's it came right after that. Green Day came not very long after Nirvana. Dookie was 94. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like three, a few years after. But during that, there was still all those like, all those OC punk bands. You had like, you know, Pennywise and like yeah. AFI and those but like. They weren't big at all. At all. They weren't doing anything. But yeah. then like when The Offspring and Green Day became yeah. huge. When they got big, all those bands. Punk came back, but it was like a super watered down kind of like. Yeah. The, the big labels are like, we're bringing back punk and here's how it sounds. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then it was just like a yikes. <laughs> you know especially for the older people that are like this is not real punk yeah they were bummed yeah. older people the older dudes were bummed but they got to make a little money for a little while but that's not to take away from how good green day was and how good offspring was like those albums were good it wasn't an offspring guy but green day was good yeah dookie was great kerplunk was good but offspring smash had some fucking great songs on it I never liked them but that you know those they quickly more, got bad after that those major label punk bands are what got me into other stuff i guess i like pennywise they had like a, a few really good albums pennywise and Lagwagon. i would always hear that was like bad religion bad i mean that i mean they'd been around me. a long time they've been around but like that's what those bands are what got me yeah. into bad religion um, descendants yeah yeah but yeah so punky brewster was like a brief one but it i think it was the the one that started my i always have a crush on some like girl on a TV show. Yeah. And it's usually not like the main character. There wasn't right. a lot of like, f- except for like shows like Clarissa explains it all or like, you know, shit like that. But she kind of started that whole thing. And then after that, there was always, but my first real one that lasted a while where I was like, I need to have, I need to marry her was Winnie Cooper. 
You know, what's interesting is my second one. one is Winnie Cooper. Oh, really? I was the same grade as Kevin Arnold on the show. Yeah. So when he was in seventh grade, the, the pilot episode of the show is he's starting junior high. I was starting junior high. And his name was Kevin. My name was Kevin. Yeah. It was... I, I mean, I watched that show religiously. Yeah. Because it was to me, it was just 1950s and 60s me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I remember distinctly, not in the first season, but like in eighth grade, the same thing happened. There was a girl named Sasha whose seventh grade was like whatever, like a normal girl. And then something happened over the summer and yeah. she was just the hottest thing you'd ever seen. Everyone was like, what the fuck? Like the first day of school, she wore a leather skirt to school and looked just like so much hotter than we'd remembered and everyone was just like well i guess you're just the hottest girl in school now out of nowhere yeah and it was so the stuff he was going through on that show was like it just it felt like i was watching like a a documentary or something yeah i had the same thing with her because it was like she was like danica mckellar yeah she (laughs) i call her winnie cooper forever um she was like really pretty yeah. in like a cool sort of nerdy yep. way, but still like there were some episodes where you're like, oh, geez, you're on fire right yeah. now. Um, she was kind of out of reach. Like he yep. always had like an on and off back and forth thing with her and she was kind of cold and could be distant. It was just like, that's the kind of girl I always chose to like in school. It was like, yeah. I know I can't have her, so I'm going to like pine over it and be like depressed about it. And shit. Yeah. Um, and she embodied all that, but like she was the hottest. There was no girl in actual school, like middle school, I mean, that got even close to yeah. how hot Winnie Cooper was. Because she's a TV version of a human, so she's like the apex of literally everything, you know. So she was super smart, super cool, super hot, out of reach. And then you're like, you identify with Kevin Arnold, and you're rooting for him. Yeah. And then he would kind of get her, and then not, and then she would just start dating another guy. And she would just blow off his emotions all the time. Yeah. And then I got to a point in the show. I just rewatched it all like last year, when right when they put it on Netflix, whenever that was. I just watched the entire series. Show was great. And yeah, I kind of lost steam near the end. Uh huh. But yeah, you grew to like. I grew to like dislike the character by the end. I was her just character. Like, yeah. Huh. I was like, Winnie, go fuck yourself. <laughs> You're being a dick to Kevin Arnold. He's been nothing but good to you. Right. And all you do is turn around and start dating other people. Right. And then fucking give him shit about it. Right. I, Neil Brennan wrote, was the host of Attack of the Show. Yeah. For a week. And I went and wrote for it. And Danica McKellar was the guest one of the days. Yeah. And I was definitely, I mean, and by the way, just, just as attractive as you remember. Yeah. And very nice. And her whole trip now is that she's like a mathematician. Yeah, she wrote a book. She's wrote, I think, a couple now. Yeah. And like I guess her thing is like her it's her big cause is is, is getting girls interested in math. Yeah. Because it's like super disproportionate. Right. You know, but like that but yeah, still totally nice, still incredibly attractive. And uh-huh. you're like and you can I don't care. Every guy there was just like I don't. I've never met a guy that doesn't have a soft spot. If you're between the age now of thirty and forty, every man is just like, yeah, Winnie Cooper. Yeah. At one point, you were like, fucking Winnie Cooper. Yeah. It's just that's it's it's one of those. I mean, maybe like for people way older than us, it was like Jane Fonda or like Barbarella or some shit or whoever it was. Yeah, there had to be some character in the '80s that was like a Winnie Cooper, like a totally like pretty but accessible. 
You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's not like some smoking hot supermodel, like a Baywatch babe, or you know yeah. anything like that. Where you're just like, I can't even envision a world. You're like, no, that's a girl at school. Yeah, like I could, Annette I Funicello could fantasize. Or yeah, yeah. But yeah, she was like right there. If she was almost like within arm's reach, you're like, I could, I could see myself talking to her one day and like yeah. you know getting to know her. Yeah. Because all those characters were like that. Like, Paul was like that. Kevin, yeah. you're like, those are people I could know. Yeah. And they had real-life problems. And that was a great fucking show, man. Paul was in an... I, we weren't in the same commercial, but we were in the same IBM campaign. Yeah. Where it was, like, for laptops. Mm-hmm. And, like, I did. I was in one of them, and then he was in one of them. And I was just like, man, Paul. Yeah. Like, that dude mattered. Yeah. <laughs> that dude fucking mattered to, like... That I mean I can't tell you how, what it was like being the exact same age as that as the character on that show. Mm-hmm. It was fucking great. I can't remember what the age difference for me when that show was on. It must well you're what five years younger than me. You're forty seven. <laughs> I'm thirty three. <laughs> uh, no, I was born in eighty two. I'm thirty three, and you're what thirty seven. I'm thirty eight. So thirty five years. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so you were in third grade. When it was originally... Oh, no, seventh. You were in fourth. I was in fourth grade. Because, I mean, I was in seventh grade. He was in seventh grade. Okay. The show, the pilot episode is him start his first day of s- at junior high, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Winnie Cooper shows up in white go-go boots. And we were, just, and even yeah. I was like, who the fuck is this person I've never your seen? But I can tell she's way hotter. Out, you're like, yeah. <laughs> When did they first kiss? Was that, What episode was that? I'm going to IMDB real fast. Where they're in the woods and he puts his letterman's jacket on her and then they kiss. Oh, yeah. That shit was monumental. I know, dude. I'm in an IMDb. Remember the episode where he s- tries to start a band, The Electric Shoes? Oh, that's right. Which and is the, a pretty good name. And the lead singer gets stage fright and can't and can't sing, but then they get shut down before um uh, they before they even get to start playing and the crowd starts chanting let him play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the yeah. one kid looks at him and goes rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> so it originally aired from 88 to 93. So I watched it when it was like in its reruns, okay. Like when they were re- redoing it all, right? Um, because yeah, when it as it, I was like six when it originally aired or whatever. So wait, hold on. When were you no, in fourth s- grade? You would have been like ten or eleven. Ten. Wait, eighty-two to eighty-eight. I would have been six years old, right? Hmm. Uh. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would have been in the first grade when what? the when the pilot aired. You might have been watching the reruns too. No. Well, I mean, what what year were you born? Seventy-seven. So seventy-seven, eighty-eight. I was eleven. Yeah, you were in fifth grade. Uh, Fuck. You probably watched it a couple years in. Was it that popular to where it was syndicated already? Yeah, it was on Fox. It was syndicated. I don't know where it originally aired, but. I mean, it went all the way to 93, and it was definitely My in reruns. fucking memory is garbage. Sometimes it's hard to remember if you watched a show as it aired or you just watched reruns. Because yeah, the reruns I just, happened... I just remember watching it at night. Yeah, I think it aired like around 5 or 6 or something. But like, oh. that was kind of well, like... That would have been syndicated, though. Yeah. I thought it was on ABC. Uh, maybe it was. Let me see. But if Fox syndicated it... Ugh. Maybe ABCs. I dude, I don't remember where. I just remember like I would go home and be like, "Wonder Years is on on this time." Yeah, you know channel. what? If it was popular, which I think it was, 
It totally was, yeah. I may have been watching the reruns, thinking it was airing for real. I had no idea what was on and what, you know, I didn't know what was airing then or I think it won awards like its first season. Like right. it was I, it might yeah, I think it was like a big show. I remember reading something where it was it was a Golden Globe winner, no. Golden Globe winner best series 1989. So that's for its first year. Right. It was like right away. Yeah. Yeah, ton, so many awards. But yeah, it was like, uh, it was great right off the bat. But yeah, I think it was syndicated. I don't remember where. It won a Peabody Award is what it, what, what the big one was in like 1990. Oh. 89, it won an Emmy. Um, And it's for 88, it won an Emmy. Outstanding comedy series. I wonder if I fucking watched reruns. And thought I was watching it in real time. Because I didn't watch it with anybody. I watched it by myself. Which means I probably, you know, if, my, if no one in my family was home. God, it won a million awards. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like every year, Emmys, Golden Globes. Did Fred Savage win? I don't know. I, I kind of don't think he did. Um, the most memorable TV program. The dad, man. The yeah, dad. Yeah, he was great. He kind of like... It's in the same way Homer Simpson became the mm-hmm. <laughs> best part of that show. Like after a while, the dad really took that show over. Remember when we went to Steve Byrne's show and he was like, "Come punch up stuff." Yeah, and then the the dad from Wonder Years was the dad. Yeah, and I'm just like, I'm he like, was America's dad. It was really weird to see him in real life because I was like, I grew up watching you be Kevin Arnold's dad, and yeah. I felt like I was in that. I it's saw just at, so crazy. I he saw looks kind of the uh, same too. Yeah, I saw him at an audition once, and I was just like, "Whoa, dude!" Yeah. He's a, great, he's a good actor. The mom, too, was great. Mm. She was on... Dude, the older brother was the best older brother in TV. Wayne yeah. was the best. Yeah. He's, he's Shut up, Wayne. Maybe the best older... My, <laughs> it got to be one of the best older brothers. He's an entertainment lawyer now. Get the fuck I out. I saw him leaving... Once I was at an audition, I saw him leaving a, a, an office with another guy. What? And, they, and I think it made it... It sounded like he was Evander Holyfield's lawyer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, fuck, man. That's so Wayne. It was such a touching show, too. Yeah. Like, listen to this. This is Kevin Arnold, the narrator, says this. When you're a little kid, you're a little bit of everything. Scientist, philosopher, artist. Sometimes it seems like growing up is giving these things up one at a time. Yeah. That well, was just, those were things that were just said on that show. What's the name of the guy who was the narrator? Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern from City Slickers. Yeah. He's a sculptor now, apparently. That's interesting. Yeah. Daniel Stern uh also in Home Alone. One of the yeah. one of the burglars in Home Alone. It was such a fucking well d- it was just well done in every way. It was one of the best best series ever. Yeah, the Wonder Years was truly great. If you've never seen it, guys, it's on Netflix. Yeah. I don't know how long it'll be on there, but and it's, it's 19, worth. It's set in the 50s and 60s, so it's not like you're going to watch it and be like, oh, I don't get it. It's, yeah. you know, f- it's uh, watching a period show. Yeah. It's so good. They get into the Vietnam War. Remember when the neighbor kid, uh, uh, it wasn't Boner. It was, a uh, what was the kid's name? He goes, comes back from war and he feels all weird. Oh, takes yeah, all yeah. his clothes off in the football field. Right. Fuck. And then their hippie sister, Karen. Yeah. Who was so hot. Yeah. Her name, I think, was Olivia D'Abo. Yeah, yeah. British in real life. Yeah. Who would have known? 
Yeah. Back then, you didn't have access to that information. <laughs> yeah, you would hear. You're just like, like she's, wait a minute, she's British. That does I don't. Yeah, even, she's I'm not probably even believe from that rumor. LA. There's yeah. no way I'm not. There's no <laughs> That's way I'm a gonna sick believe. rumor. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. Why would you do that? But yeah, Winnie Cooper, man, embodied everything in a fucking girl, like the girl next door. She was it. Wouldn't it be great if Winnie Cooper drove a Mini Cooper? <laughs> it really would, actually. <laughs> <laughs> why don't they? That should be. Why don't they have a commercial where she's like. Hi, I'm Winnie Cooper. This is my mm-hmm. Mini Cooper. And that's just the entire... What if her godfather was former basketball player Michael Cooper? Great. <laughs> LA Laker, great Michael Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. He was cool. Yeah. He ended up becoming the assistant coach for a while, I think. Wasn't he like... Was he the one who like was a virgin? No, that was AC Green. AC Green. Yeah. Which every time I heard that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. Because you're like, a basketball player is just crushing pussy every day <laughs> in every city. Yeah. And he's just like, nope. You're like, I respect that. Seems like Lamar Odom's going to live. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Which did not, it did not seem like it was going that way at all. Yeah. When they find you unconscious for any period of time, it's like, oh, you're just going to hang on and then die. Yeah, immediately. It was like critical condition and then condition worsening for yeah. a while. You're like, oh, it's over. I couldn't. I can't believe that. How much fucking do you need to do? By the way, <laughs> it's like he went to Vegas for three days uh, in that brothel for three the days. For three days, and I, then I, took I, do you like think it was that much fucking or just a lot of drugs. Well, yeah. I mean, he took all those dick pills or whatever to do a bunch of fucking for three straight days. Yeah, where it's like, what was he like? You can only imagine seventy-five thousand dollars. Yeah, it was probably him and like multiple women at a time. Yeah. He just Pretty went dark, man. He just went off the deep end. Yeah. And it's funny when you think to yourself, you're like, well, if your thing is like sex, it's better than like doing a bunch of drugs. And then he somehow combined the two. He wasn't even doing like heroin or like crystal meth. He was doing like dick pills, which apparently. No, but they, f- they found other drugs in, in his system. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't, know. I didn't read he that far. Quite a bit of drugs. When I read that he was getting better, I just stopped following. And it wasn't the, I don't think it was the herbal Viagra that caused the thing. He was doing quite a bit of drugs. But it depends on the what kind of herbal... Because those things are like they can just put anything in them. Yeah, they're the ones you can get at the fucking gas yeah, station. Yeah, if you take... I mean, they have like tons of caffeine or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. I would never... Yeah. I would never take take one of those fucking... Also, uh, when someone's that size, they have to take so much more of everything to get it to work. It just gets more dangerous and more dangerous. If you're seven feet tall or whatever, yeah, you don't take... A ver- herbal Viagra. You're like, I should probably take. Like I mean, six maybe if it's like if it has a ton of fucking shit in it. You probably took it and didn't work. He or he, well, you know what he probably did was just like it said, take one or two, and he's like, I'm gonna take four. I'm gonna be up for a while. Yeah. He probably wasn't even like that guy who runs the brothel was like he wasn't being weird at all. He seemed super normal. Uh, being in a brothel for four days isn't super normal, dude. Yeah. He was just worried Lamar Odom was going to die and he was going to look like he was. It also makes you wonder, like, what do the weird people act like when they're yeah, there? Yeah, if he, if that's. They walk around behavior, with fucking, like, needles hanging out of their arms? It's yeah, like, just, what? like, jerking off with a crack pipe in their mouth? Yeah. Like, in the lobby going, where are the girls? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, jeez. Like, take it down. Yeah, <laughs> I know you run a brothel, but figure out what's normal and not, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> just the building itself looks so dark, dude. It looked like just the most yeah. normal stucco. You're like, that's the love brothel? I would absolutely, if money was no object, I would absolutely go to one of those. I think most people would. Yeah. Most men who are single would. If I had like 10 grand that just would was burning a hole in my pocket, I'm like, I won't notice this. Just do like a sex week. Yeah. Just yeah. go there and be like, I'll have one of each yeah. type and then just like, come on, let's go. Yeah. Just to fucking do it. It'd yeah. be like when you go to Amsterdam, everyone I know that have, has been there, it's like, 
I mean, then I kind of had to get a hooker. It's just like I was there. I'm not the type, but I it's didn't like you're get a hooker in Amsterdam. Yeah, I think we talked about that once. I I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. And was I was I single then? I think you were, but you yeah. were just like ah, it kind of weirded you out. You're like I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I don't remember. I I don't remember if I was single or not when that was happening. I think I was. Yeah. It was a year ago, actually, like right now. But uh, yeah, I didn't do it. Yeah, most of the people that told me they had it was when they were younger. You know, they right. were like twenty one, two. It was incredibly cheap because I asked yeah. the dude that was like our tour guide guy or like our, our roadie, uh-huh. and he was like, "Yeah, it's like two hundred bucks." I was like, uh, "Sorry, wow, yeah, like not expensive." Not and and I guess the split is the 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 women since it's like state since it's legal they have to pay the taxes they pay are crazy mm-hmm. like they actually don't get keep a lot of the money at all oh wow I think kind of that's why I didn't do it. I was like this is a bummer it's like a regular job yeah I was like this is pretty shitty they really do treat it normal you get taxed like crazy yeah. and you get no money and you're like fuck I gotta work extra hours this week yeah like I guess I'll pick up another shift yeah, I gotta suck uh, nine more dicks yeah this is bullshit. <laughs> And I mean the because uh, I we went to the red light district and I walked around and then yeah. I went back to buy the roadie guy like a present mm-hmm. and it was in that area so I was there during the day and there's like a morning shift. Mm-hmm. It was just that would was, be the saddest one of all. It was pretty bummer on dude. both sides. Yeah, because we have to get up that early and you gotta go. Oh, I gotta go to work this early and yeah. like blow people. Yeah, and then you who needs a like. Who needs to get laid at I actually, I remember reading a thing about how that's like one of the most popular times that men get hookers. Yeah, it's at, on their way to work. They go their w- on their way to work. Yeah. Like get up early, get a hooker, and then on their way, and then just drive to work. Yeah. Weird. It really is. But uh, to be honest, the, it was it was a little too bummer. Like they just, you know. That seems like a weird way to start your day. Yeah. Especially like with like, with the way it is out here, where you're getting them on the street. It's not like yeah. you're going to a place. That's like a little. That would be a little different, I guess. But to start your day off with like a alley, it's just the easiest job. time to lie. I gotta get to work early. Well, it's also it seems like an easier time to get away with it because who's yeah. looking for that at seven thirty in the morning on a Tuesday? Yeah, the vice is like gone home for the night. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know. That seems like. A weird way to start your day. Like a dirty, <laughs> you're just like, Ugh. Like, yeah, I drove through an alley and I got like a street hooker. I wonder if they get hotels or something. You think you'd have to, yeah. Yeah. But if you're in a hurry, like, I'm going to be late. It's like, we're just do this in the car. Ugh, so or, stressful. Yeah. The stress would ruin it, I think. Yeah. Because I'm not even one of those like, you know, there's like people that are kind of exhibitionists about yeah. set. Well, like, I want to do it like, you know, parked on a sh- kind of busy street or like yeah. in the bathroom of a restaurant. You're just like, whoa, I can't. Yeah. I would I would be too focused on everything else to even enjoy it. Like, yeah. I've tried it. I've done it. And I'm like, this is not fun. You've like pulled over and, and talked. I've to done it or? on the. No, no, no. I'm saying with a girl that, you know, girls oh, that, you know, sorry. that are exhibitionists <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that want to like, you know, yeah. let's fuck in the street, like in yeah. the car. You're like. You know what? No one. There's too that. much shit going on. Also, if you get caught, you're both registered sex offenders. I don't know if it would go that far. There was a couple who boned on the beach in Florida, and they wouldn't stop. <laughs> they were like, they kept, they got, but it's like a. There, were, I remember stories in the news about a guy had like a sex offense on his record. For, he got busted for mooning in college. I think if you do it, like, it depends on where. You, if there's kids around, maybe. But if you were like. You got busted, like, you know, having sex in a movie theater or whatever, or, like, in a car, like, on a street. I think you would just get, like, 
lewd lewd behavior. Conduct. Yeah, yeah. Right. But if you were like fucking on a bus bench outside of an elementary yeah, school, they'd be like, you know what? Now you're a registered <laughs> sex offender. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. maybe that's why these people were gonna get <laughs> charged with it because they were in like outdoors in public. Yeah. Yeah. A beach with like families everywhere. Yeah. 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 I had a friend of mine tell me about getting a hooker and he was like yeah you know he goes you really can't enjoy it the way you'd hope right because you're just in your head you're just there's so much going on in your head like it's sketchy am i gonna get caught that's why i think the brothels would be better because it's legal it's sanctioned that's what they do for like a go to work they're comfortable there yeah i think the whole thing would be more fun well pro- yeah definitely yeah 100 percent. but i bet you pay for that premium too i think it's really expensive oh, yeah. We spent $75,000 there in four days. Jesus. And, like, that's just on hookers, I would think, mostly. It's one weekend. Yeah, so that's... And you also got to think, how many other weekends has he done that kind of thing? Spent 20 grand, 30, 10, 5? Yeah. I mean, look, he's definitely really rich. He was. He's had huge contracts. Yeah. But, you know, it's sad. I hope he... I hope he... I mean, I wonder... How, I don't know how... He's 35, I guess. So it's like, can he still play at all, or, or, because yeah, I think I he was, he had a contract, but he'd kind of been let go because of some of this drug stuff. Right. That it wasn't so much like, oh, you can't play anymore, because everyone's just been talking about like, oh, he's a great guy, and we all loved him, and it's just like, I think he just has had a run of real bad problems that kept him from doing his job. That sucks, man. But I hope he kind of gets his shit together. The one thing that's been the worst is that the, the some media outlets keep referring to him as Card, uh, Kardashian TV celebrity. It's like motherfuckers, like a yeah. NBA, like a a veteran, like a fucking great player. Yeah, didn't he win six man of the year or something yeah, like that? Yeah, he's he's like a NBA star. Yeah, he's Lamar Odom, man. <laughs> yeah, he was. We abruptly disappeared because uh, the battery on our recorder died. But regardless, treat Lamar Odom with respect. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get back. Let's get back. <laughs> we got way off track. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we literally from childhood crushes to like. The pros and cons of going to a brothel. Getting <laughs> 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 uh, Okay, we're, we're, let's get into our third one. Go ahead. Um, Night Court's Marky Post. I don't. I gotta look her up. <laughs> I literally don't know what you're talking about. Now I get in. There's no. I in just talking about how off I was when I thought I was watching The Wonder Years. I must have been watching Night Court in reruns for sure because that aired from '84 to '92. I mean, I was seven. Marky Eighty-four. Post. I was seven. I mean, what's her real? N- oh no, it is Marky Post. Marky Post is her real name. I don't remember her character's name. But yeah. Night Court, first of all, good show. It was Marjorie. No, Marky Post. What the fuck was her name in the show? She played a lawyer. Uh, she wore like, uh, like uh, lady lady suits, <laughs> lady lawyer suits on the show. Uh-huh. She had big hair and man. She was hot. That's so funny. Big fan. Because I, I loved the show, Night Court, because I've always loved John Larroquette. Yeah, he was great. One of the great character actors of a generation. One of the funniest fuck. He he won tons of Emmys on that show, I believe. He he's John Larroquette, I'm a huge fan. He was great on The West Wing. And that, that show was just good. Marsha Warfield, the guy who played Bull. You had the dude, uh, what's his name? Harry something, the magician. Harry... No, Henderson? No. Nope, I don't know. Harry something. He was he, on that show. He was a judge, and he also in in real life was a magician. Um, but yeah, I love that show. And He was she, a stand-up, too. Yeah. yeah. And she was so hot to me. It was like the first... 
Like, I think that was the first time I ever had a crush on, like, a woman <laughs> who also, like, but, like, a business lady. Harry Anderson as well. Harry Anderson, yeah. <laughs> but she was, like, you know, super smart on the show and, like, sassy and sarcastic. Was always, like, getting into it with John Larroquette. And trying to find a fucking... And being, like, real smart and stuff. And she just looked, like, really official and cool. Had, like, a cool job. Okay, yeah, I'm seeing some pictures here. Yeah, she's pretty. Yeah. She's like late 80s pretty. Yeah, very 80s. Like the look, the thing is on the show, she that dressed hair. incredibly 80s. Yeah, huge <laughs> hair. Like it was short. Her hair was short. It's not long, but the yeah, top was like, like tall. <laughs> yeah. And the shoulder pads that this lady was wearing on Night Court were incredible. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. I fucking funny. loved her, man. That's really funny. I saw her at the farmer's market maybe like four years ago. Yeah. She looked okay. <laughs> Not great. But I mean, wh- I, you got when I probably had a crush on her, she was probably 30 then. She's probably in her mid to late 50s now. Yeah, probably. But yeah, Marky Post, man. <laughs> she was really cute. <laughs> I think I just liked that she was like smart and in charge. Uh-huh. Talked a lot of shit to John Larroquette. <laughs> right. Because he was like like kind of the cool, like like Lothario brilliant lawyer who would like was always being in- incredibly loud and ridiculous and mm-hmm. hilarious and she her him and her were always getting into it and that also was just a fucking good show yeah i never really watched it it was before yeah, her, the, uh, I, I think it was like the hair i've always had a thing for like that kind of 80s i almost put belinda carlisle in there from the go-go's <laughs> she i mean she may pre she predates Alyssa milano because i had a babysitter when we were young, like five, six, seven years old, who would play the Go-Go's. Right. Like she would come over and have a cassette with her and play it on our cassette player, and we'd listen to the Go-Go's while she'd babysit us. And I remember that video for We Got the Beat or whatever and thinking Belinda Carlisle was super cute. Right. Like the sweatshirt with like off one shoulder, like the cut, like open, like you cut the neck super wide and uh-huh. wear it like that 80s style where like she'd, so she'd wear like a gray sweatshirt, but it'd be hanging off one shoulder. And she, but she had like tall hair like that. It was kind of 80s new wave hair. Right. So it was short in the back and the sides, but then the top was like sort of tall. And I was like, who is this dream? Is <laughs> this dream? Who's this 80s pop new wave princess dancing? That's hilarious. Yeah. I can't figure out. Like, my third one is, like, there's, like, a few at work to get where it's, like, which one was the most important? Because, like, so in, like, the mid-90s, there there was this huge push towards, like, super platinum blonde. The Gwen Stefani. Big tits. Uh, that was, like, the oh, combo. Oh, you mean, like, Pam Anderson. Pam Anderson, Jenny McCarthy. Then it kind of went sort of yeah. brunette with, like, Carmen Electra. But there was that look of, like... Carmen Electra when she was still, like, a rapper. Yeah. Yeah, there was that look going on where you had to have like fucking bright blonde hair yeah. and big fake tits. It's everyone had to have that. Yeah. And I was like sort of into it. And I'm like early Pamela Anderson was really fucking pretty. Yeah. Really pretty. Remember the Barbie twins? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those weird calendar women. But I was always like more of like a brunette. Yeah. Kind of guy. And I don't like fa- I like big tits, but not fake ones. And I was just like, yeah. I I know I'm supposed to really like Pamela Anderson, but I'm like, <laughs> there's not, it's not really doing it for me. And then Jennifer Love Hewitt started getting big, and I was like, that's my dream woman. Yeah. Like, Jennifer I had a hardcore Love. crush on her for ye- what felt like my, all of my teen years. Yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt 
is very important. Yeah, she was petite and super cute. Like her smile and her like th- she did was you, so did adorable. Did you notice her from Party of Five? I think it was Party of Five, and then like when she was in I Know What You Did last summer, that just sent literally every teenage boy over the edge. There was that yeah. that scene, and they used it in the trailer and the commercials, where she was wearing that low cut yeah, shirt. She's like, what do you want? From and she's us? and you're just like, I want you. Is what yeah. I want. It's what you'd yell back at the TV screen. Uh, Party Five. Created by uh, Masters of Sex producer Amy Lippman. Really? Yeah, who's uh, oh. I, she's the one who I think likes me the most on the show. <laughs> right. Most of the reason I kept to, I got to keep being on the show. Yeah. It's because of Amy. Yeah. Um, Jerry has a decent story about um, Jennifer Love Hewitt, where she like he like had Thanksgiving with her no when way. he first moved to L.A. That's crazy. Like she like met him. Did he, he ever date her? No. No, I think he always wanted to. Of course he did. Yeah. But like she, he somehow met her, and like was like, yeah, I just moved to L.A. I don't know anybody, and she like invited him over for Thanksgiving that year. Yeah, she's supposed to be like super like nice and shit. Yeah, yeah. But then you heard there were rumors were like she's super into God. She's like a hardcore Christian. You're like, wait, that ruins my fantasy. Yeah, her mom just died. Her mom died like last year, and her no, mom. No, this was is years ago. This whole she was like oh, a religious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, but she had that. What was it? Did she had the show? She had her own show where she was like a. Did she fight crime? She had like psychic powers. Yeah, it was some USA show or some weird cable. I think it was thing. like CBS, or maybe I don't know. I stopped following her yeah. career, like. But I'd always heard she was very nice. Yeah. From people like, but she was like easily, and those these were this is back in the day before you knew anything about celebrities unless something huge came out. You know. Yeah. You th- you just saw you knew what you saw and what you read, and what their characters were like, and there was no cuter. But also hot at the same time. Like she was my type to the T. Right. It was like the fucking long, like dark hair. Right. Like super cute face, like perfect body, big tits. It was. I think it was she's the actually part Latin. Someone told me that once, that her family mm-hmm. is is part of them are Latin. Yeah. TV does a really good job at making you think a girl who's like a ten is an eight that may like you. <laughs> right, right, right. They're like, she's approachable, but then you see... I remember, okay, years and years ago, Eve Six did a, a song for a, a movie called Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Oh, yeah. Or one of their songs got used in the soundtrack. Yeah. And it was kind of like... I think it was like the main song, so they made a video for it with um, two of the actors, Katie Holmes, and I forget the other dude's name. Yeah. And I was going to go to the video shoot, and I was like... I'm Katie Holmes. I'm gonna talk to Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes is gonna like me. She's like five foot ten. She's, she's I huge. think she's five eleven. Yeah, and stunning, like stunning in real life. Where it was like, oh, TV makes you look like you're just a very pretty normal person, uh-huh. but you're not. You're like a super person. Yeah, you're like it, tall and stunning, yeah. and like the whole. She's thing. like levitating, yeah. and glowing. It's yeah. like I saw Mandy Moore in real life once, and I was like, "No, seriously, that's what you look." She's like? She's also and super tall. Yeah, yeah, but just like the whole thing is perfect, head to toe, and you're like, "Oh, you're like, you're like you're a mutant, right? You're like an athlete or something." But yeah, yeah I was TV, never, I was never too into Katie Holmes. TV makes you think that those people are like normal that you could like talk to them and get them. Yeah, especially when they put them in like certain roles where yeah. they're like, you're gonna be a, the super hot, but also like slightly accessible version. Yeah. Of you know what a lawyer would like, it's like a character where no one in real life would ever look like that. Yeah. So they like, they they kind of dumb it down a little bit. Yeah. You know, in every way, 
And so you think like, I could know her. <laughs> no, you can't. I could hang out with her. It's like, no, nah, that'll never happen. <laughs> uh, but it's our job to make you think that it will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt was like the perfect girl for when I was like a teenager. Yeah. And it's interesting how they noted they, the people that make the tv they make the people that make media know it they're like oh there she is yeah like man she is going to like she's going to inspire the imagination of millions of dude boys and when you look back it's like it's kind of gross in the way that they're like because she was a teenage girl they were like doing photo shoots with her like the way showing off just enough cleavage yeah and it wasn't gross for me then because i was that age but when you're like there's Guys that are 25, 30, 35 looking yeah. at this. And then the dudes telling her to do it are 60. Yeah. They're, they're 60 old year guys. old white dudes. Like, we'd like to see a little more cleavage uh, in this photo shoot. Yeah. That shit's like, creepy as hell. And then the people at the magazine are like, uh, for, for the 15 year old. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just, no, just checking. Yeah. I, lit- I mean, think about the executives that work at Disney. Right. Just like, yeah, that's the Selena Gomez one. Get her in uh, something tight. Yeah. Like, it's gross, man. And they know exactly what they're doing. Oh, totally. I mean, the executives that put Britney Spears in it, you think they were like, should we put her in a schoolgirl uniform? They're like, no, no, we have to put her in a schoolgirl uniform. Yeah. Give her pigtails because 30-year-old men are going to buy this album, too. Yeah. Like, that shit's not accidental. Yeah, they're like, have her roll up the shirt. We need to see some stomach. Hike the skirt up more. We got to see some legs. That's to me is they kind of didn't do that with Winnie Cooper. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. You didn't feel creepy. Well, was that, I mean that wasn't that style of show at all. No, that's it. It was, it was since innocence. it was the fifties. Yeah, she, they didn't dress her super. She didn't dress suggestively at all. Right, which made it. I almost it made it like, yeah. You didn't feel you didn't feel bad at all. You're just like you're so cute. Yeah, that show is too heartfelt for that. Yeah, to have like you know the slutty fucking <laughs> the yeah. girl that he has a crush on or whatever. Um, but yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt kicked off a long series of like pretty like cute hot brunettes for me the brunette thing still hasn't gone anywhere it's very uh, they don't there's not a lot of blonde actresses that are on well i mean that whole like super platinum blonde baywatch bay big tits thing that thing died yeah because it's like how many of those are you gonna have yeah and they can and they only you only really see them one way but now if you look at like every cop show has just like a thin dark haired woman In a suit. Yeah, like a tough, ball-busting. Late 20s, early 30s. Doesn't take any shit. You just call her by her last name. Yeah. Hey, Garcia. Yeah, Velasquez. (laughs) Get over here. (laughs) Don't talk to me like that. We're equals. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I raised my voice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're always always giving shit to, like, the new detective who thinks he's a hotshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. It's gotten a little. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that whole look like kind of went away when Jennifer Lopez hit it big, mm-hmm. and then even later in the two thousands when the Kardashians were, it became like brunettes with like big asses. Yeah, they got really far, which I'm fine with. Not but mad at that at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Selma Hayek later on. Selma Hayek, Christina in, um, Ricci from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, is is the perfect woman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like. As far as just vis- being visually attracted to a person, yeah, that when she's dancing with the snake, it's like okay, it's insane. Yeah, it's. Cr- I still like when I close my eyes, I visualize it perfectly. Like the memory has not <laughs> faded. Yeah, it's still right there. Robert Rodriguez. It was. Ro- it was well unbelievable. Done, sir. When I first saw it, I was like, "I'm gonna rewatch this scene." 
1,000 times. I remember <laughs> at the time I, I I was friends with Will Wheaton, and he goes, I was in an acting class with her. He goes, she smells amazing. <laughs> he goes, you know, he goes, oh. I used to sit next to her in an acting class. Not only does she look like that, she smells amazing. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Dude. She's <laughs> still hot now. Yeah, she's 50 and hot. And smell. it's just, like, beautiful. She was, like, saying in a recent thing that, like, she can't get work because she's too old. I was like, I, I have work for you. Yeah. <laughs> I will literally build a monument of you. She married a billionaire, so I don't think she needs to do much. She used to be married to Edward Norton, which is crazy. Were they married? Or they were like together a long time. They, yeah, maybe maybe they were engaged stuff. But she married a guy who he's the CEO of the Louis Vuitton Group. Yeah. So you know, things are. If right. anyone's gonna marry that guy, it's someone like Selma. <laughs> That's what. Yeah. And, That's and who guys like that marry. And good for that guy. And then when she goes, I'm 50. I'd like to marry a billionaire. Yeah. She literally can just pick one. Yeah. And they're gonna go. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because that guy, when he was younger, thought the same thing when he saw from Dust Till Dawn. He's yeah, like, like, one day when I'm a billionaire, I'm going to I'm going to marry extremely her. Extremely hard, and I'm going to marry Selma Hayek. Yeah. yeah, she's the, I mean, head to toe, the perfect woman. She's And you know, the thing, nice thing about her is she's smart. I think so, yeah. I've never really. She made that Frida Kahlo movie. What does that have to do with being smart? She made it. She directed it. You, there's you And that movie was good. Yeah. You There's there's no way to do that if you're a moron. What direct a movie yeah. about Frida Kahlo? And it, to make a good film, you're not dumb. You just aren't. It's too hard. She did all the paintings, too. Because they wouldn't let her use the real ones. So she painted all the paintings. She painted the paintings? Mm-hmm. And they're not, like, great, but they're still good. Well, yeah. And it took a lot of work. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I saw that. I, th- I mean, I thought that was okay, the movie. Um. What else was she in? Desperado was the other one. Oh, yeah. Dude, there was a great nude scene in that. I don't remember. I just remember her with the guns a lot. She there was a new, was she? It was Antonio Banderas and her, and there was a sex scene where she's like on top of him and she like leans back and you oh, just okay. see perfection. I remember her in an interview talking about maybe that movie where she was hanging off a building. It was really dangerous. She was doing the stunt herself. And she was saying to the director, she's like, I, I, this is dangerous. I could die. And Robert Rodriguez goes, I created you and I'll kill you if I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Dude, it, she's fucking, she's perfect. But yeah. her and Christina Ricci were like, th- those were the last two that were like, I stopped having a bunch of mini crushes. And I was like, those are the yeah, ones. Yeah, I haven't had a celebrity crush in, in a decade. Or I guess Mila Kunis later on. But yeah, I never, I don't have celebrity crushes anymore. Yeah. It's just I like, know. it's not, it's just it's a waste of time. Well, because they're so much younger than me now. Right. That I'm just like, eh, I don't care. Yeah, Mila Kunis was the last one. And I guess Christina Ricci were like the same age. Yeah. And then Mila Kunis had to fuck it all up by marrying Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> and I was like, guess who's dead to me now? <laughs> guess who broke my heart? It's that weird whiskey commercial right now. I'm like, I don't get this. Well, he's in one? Uh, Mila Kunis. Oh, she is. Yeah. Yeah, she's so fucking hot. You know what? You know what? The thing that uh, that part of her cool factor is the Family Guy voice thing. Yeah, that is cool. You're like you're cool. She seems cool when yeah. you see her in interviews and her stuff. Her and I made extended eye contact once in a bar when Whoa. I was like 23. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Like I looked at her, I was like, "That's Mila Kunis." She looked at me. I and then she looked away. I kept looking. She looked back again. I was like, "Oh." That was unexpected. <laughs> I wonder who the big ones are now for like young people, like the Selena Gomez's. Yeah, and Miley I, I bet Cyrus. Taylor Swift. Yeah, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is probably a big one. I could see that. 
Yeah, she's a because she's a huge pop star. But I bet you there's a bunch of TV actresses we just aren't aware of. Yeah, like the cast of Pretty Little Liars or something. Yeah, there's some teen star right now that yeah. every kid is just like, oh god, and we're just like, who? But th- I don't know. There's not a there's not a lot of. I mean, you don't have like Gossip Girl the way you did. Like I'm sure those actresses were huge celebrity I see that. Yeah, people. Leighton Meester's pretty hot. Yeah, met and, her once. And what's her name? Um, the blonde. Uh, I don't know. Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Yeah. yeah. She's pretty. I like that show. I watched that show. Yeah. <laughs> I watched, <laughs> I, watched I think, the whole thing. I watched like f- four seasons of it. Yeah, at least that much. Got started to get really repetitive, and then I started. It was repetitive from the get go. Yeah. It was the most ridiculous show. It was like everyone was way beyond rich. They yeah. all had like zero fucking problems when it came to that. So all they had was their petty little quarrels. Yeah. Every single episode started with everyone discussing some problem that was starting to bubble up. Yeah. And then at some point in the first 15 minutes of the show, they'd be like, we'll deal with this tonight at the gala event or some, <laughs> or a birthday party or the dance or yeah. the whatever. And then everyone's problems would get bigger and bigger and they would all come to a head at the end of the show. They'd have at to the event. get everyone in the same room in every single episode. Yeah. That's why there was always an event. Yeah. And then everyone would come there. All the problems would come together and then they like hash it all out. I, I met with Leighton Meester once to maybe write for a prank show she was going to do. Uh-huh. Nice. Totally nice person. Yeah, I've never heard any bad stuff about her. Yeah. She's cute. Yeah, super cute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that show was pretty ridiculous. I loved it. But in like a really fun way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was always impressed with the guy who played the like super evil dude. Ed Westwick. Ed Westwick. Yeah. I was always impressed with, his, great. with his ability to work with ridiculous dialogue yeah, like yeah, yeah. ridiculous dialogue <laughs> no shit. like that guy made that shit believable enough to where i was like wow man you're a good actor yeah he's tortured and evil and yeah because like, some of the lines they gave him you you i would think about them after the fact i'd be like that is one of the silliest things and yeah. he would just do it everything was smoky and squinty and yeah. like and then when you yeah. said that, when you look back, you're like, you're 16. Your character, yeah. si- no <laughs> way would you be thinking and feeling this no. way. It was great. Yeah, it was a pretty stupid show. Yeah. But, but yeah, there's got to be a show like that now for like 13, 14-year-olds where they're just like drooling over some girl that's their next Jennifer Love Hewitt. It's important. You got to have celebrity crushes. It helps you figure out what kind of girls that you will ruin your life with in your 20s. Yeah. or what? I mean, for me, it was like, it really fucked with my sense of like, body image you know for a while because i was like yeah the super thin blondes with the big tits are like super it was always like really thin yeah there's only like a, a couple of types out there in like tv yeah world. in tv there really is like three or four types yeah so it fucked with my by my body image yeah thing for a while i was like oh you gotta like this but now it's like there's fucking like a lot of like curvy hot chicks that like never would have made it anywhere near TV shows that were popular in the nineties. Yeah, TV is is getting like a little bit better, to where you, there's every every kind of everybody's on there now. Yeah, you would have never seen like a big fat ass on Party of Five. <laughs> they wouldn't have allowed it. Baywatch, it would have been like get get out of this room. You're not auditioning for the show. Yeah, yeah. No. Um. I wonder if Bot Magazine still exists. It probably got like bought and rebought. It's probably bought a and like now. re yeah re reimagined. Tiger Beat's is the best name, but I didn't like that magazine. Bop was better. Tiger Beat was for like g- 
girls that were in a boy bands or something. Wasn't well, that, all that those one? magazines were. There was way more dudes in those magazines than there were girls. There was really right, only yeah. like two girls in the magazine, and then it was all guys. Well, yeah, because teenage boys weren't going to buy. You they were just going to steal their older brother's Playboy. Yeah, you That's, didn't. You just jump straight to the yeah, nude pictures. Boys didn't buy those magazines. Yeah, yeah. Because it there'd be like she like. There was very rarely a picture of, of that many girls. It was right. always the boys because girls would buy the magazine. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was fun to just sit there and like imagine that shit for hours when you were a kid. You're it's like, an Im- when I, it was never if, it was like when I meet Jennifer Love Hewitt <laughs> in a couple of years, when we run into each other. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no, going to say the following. There's like an, it's, there, it's like a, you just need like a brain occupier. Right. And that's what those people do for you. Yeah. When you're you a teenager, just fantasize. Yeah, yeah. When we're married and we have a house together, we're gonna have a dog, and <laughs> you just spin out for like two hours. For even even not that long ago, like probably even as re- like, there's a still a part of me like when a really attractive celebrity gets married, I'm like, ah, I know you're like, fuck, miss my chance. I thought that yeah, with Mila Kunis, I was like, damn it, like as if it was <laughs> right around the corner, as if oh, but that Saturday I was gonna see with the beauty of celebrity uh, marriages, yeah, I'll get divorced. Or beauty with a l- any marriage. Yeah, you get you get your chance. Yeah, one and two chance. Yeah, if you just get successful enough, you can make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just run anywhere at the right party. Forget successful. Yeah, fucking tweet at her. Yeah, that would be the best. Yeah. Um, well, that was like a trip down impossible memory. If you, learn, if you learn anything <laughs> from this episode, you guys, is watch the Wonder Years. Yeah, yeah that really is the the ultimate takeaway. Yeah. Even if you watched it when you were younger. Rewatch it because you see it it's in a great. different way. Great TV. Because I watched it as a kid and then I rewatched it a year ago or or whatever, and it was like you see things a little differently because when you watch it then you're like this is happening to me. Yeah. <laughs> but when you watch it now you're like you think about it in retrospect and a lot of like the the narration and stuff is discussed from an adult perspective. Yeah. And when you're a kid, you kind of gloss over like, the, I don't remember a damn thing. From yeah. When narration. you go like when you're younger, you feel, and yeah. then he goes like, but when you're older, you don't know what that means yet. But yeah. when you watch it now, you're like, fuck, you're right. No context. For yeah. Me things when I was do a kid. change. When, it's like, it's like reading catcher in the rye when you're in high school and then rereading it. As an adult, you're like you, when you read, read catching around when you're an adult, you're like, suck it up, pussy, and like get it together. Yeah, or you just look back at it like you're like, Yeah, that that is what it was like. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I did have all that angst. And like I reread it again recently and it was like you laugh at certain parts where yeah. you're like, I did really fucking just roll my eyes at everything and go like, I hate this. This is stupid. Everything yeah. was dumb. You hated everything. Everyone bugged you. Yeah. Um, but when you're younger, you're like, dude, this guy fucking gets it. I'm like, yeah. we're on the same page, man. <laughs> Me and you holding forever. And then when, uh, as an adult, you're just like, I remember what that period of life with the angst was like. Yeah. And then you get out of it. Yeah. Um, but it didn't end the same way for me as it did for poor Holden Caulfield. Um, okay. Yeah. Rewatch the wonder years. That's the takeaway. Yep. Um, we hope you like it. We'll see you next fucking week.